Did you ever think that the latter half of your life would require this much ibuprofen? The Kate Daly Show starts now. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Oh, that liner never gets old. Welcome to the Kate Daly Show. I'm Kate Daly, your host. I've got Uncle Milty with me uh, today. And, of course, uh, another hour, uh, this last hour of the show is going to be fantastic. And uh, I, we have, I have a great guest. And we'll be talking a little bit about the medical field. This will be, uh, this will be quite, quite interesting, I think. I'd love to, uh, to have a, a huge amount of topics on this show. And I really, really like to, uh, to know about good books, interesting new books that come out. And uh, I know I get asked this all the time, by the way. That's why I put together the Kate Daly Show, uh, you know, book list. We have about 400 guests a year, and uh, people always want to know, you know, what should I be reading? Where, where can I get really informed, but also have a great time reading? And so I cannot wait to introduce this guest. And uh, by the way, go to katedalyradio.com for the podcast of this episode uh, that are all recorded and there after the show. And then on Facebook and Twitter, it's the Kate Daly Show, and so you can find that really, really easy. Uh, Doctor Michael J. Young, how are you? Oh, I'm wonderful. Thank you. So glad to have you. Uh, you were born in Gary, Indiana, and you spent 30 years as a surgeon uh, practicing medicine there in Chicago. I did. Absolutely. Yes. And you're the author, author of this memoir of the uh, current medical system titled The Illness of Medicine, Experiences of Clinical Practice, and then on the faculty uh, there at University of Illinois at Chicago. And uh, my gosh, you're, you have a very, very wonderful resume, a long one. And you've also written this great book, this great new book called Consequence of Murder that I keep hearing about. And this is your first novel. And so I'm actually, let's go back to, uh, let's go back to writing what you know here you are a surgeon for all of this time what got you into writing Uh, my father uh, was a wonderful writer and uh, he actually uh, was a physician as well but he Mm -hmm. had uh, earlier in his uh, in his days he had been offered a a scholarship for journalism at Northwestern Mm -hmm. and uh, he obviously went into medicine but along the way uh, was a very strong uh, advocate of writing and expression and mm-hmm. uh, helped me in the beginning with writing, uh, you know, papers, etc. And uh, uh, from that developed a, a passion to write. And uh, I stepped out of practice mm-hmm. about three years ago to pursue other interests, and one of them is writing. So it was a, a natural transition. I think that's great. You're uh, on the faculty there at uh, University of Illinois at Chicago at Department of Urology. And you've yeah. actually patented very med- various medical devices. Are these showing up in your books? Is this, this is shown up in your novel, correct? Yes. The, uh, my role at the university right now is not to treat patients. It is mm-hmm. to do R&D, to develop new surgical devices, new instruments that can be used. Mm-hmm. And uh, something I had run into as a uh, practicing surgeon was taking care of a kidney stone. And I had some trouble with that particular case. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had difficulty treating the stone. I ran into a lot of bleeding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was only uh, as I was finishing the case, I realized what we needed to make this work better. Mm-hmm. And when I went into a research at UIC, uh, that was the first uh, project that I went after was to develop a, a, a new material to help and assist with treating kidney stones. 
and it was uh, about nine months into the project that the office that manages intellectual property and patents Mm -hmm. said we have identified other areas Mm -hmm. (laughs) in this field so let's let's look somewhere else and uh, obviously I had committed a great deal of time and energy into this project and decided well what else could I use it for Hmm. so I decided to write a book about it and use it in a rather uh, nefarious manner to uh, commit murder. To kill off and, one of the characters. <laughs> right. So the, the book uh-huh. was really an opportunity to take the research and use it in a different way, which I think was, um, it was challenging, but it was also a, a lot of uh, fun in a way to mm-hmm. take something and convert it in a completely different direction and be very productive with it. Yeah, I know a lot of people that comment on your book are talking about the fact that there's so much medical information in this book that you can learn, and I've often found that when when I when I choose a book that's written under under in this way, right, in, in the in the fiction way, man, you can learn a lot and you can say a lot that you normally it wouldn't in a in a in a just a, in a regular book, but this is actually done in fiction, so it's a great read. At the same time, you're learning a lot about the medical industry, correct? Yeah. Well, it's very real. Mm-hmm. This is. The, the, the procedures that are described in the book are real. Uh, the product that I'm referring to exists. Hmm. Uh, this is not fantasy. It is mm-hmm. a real material, and I've simply applied it in a in a manner that uh, makes for a medical thriller. Mm-hmm. And if you look back at some of the you know the early writings, say of of um, Robin Cook, where he mm-hmm. wrote Coma, mm-hmm. which later became a film. Well, he was talking about medical procedures yeah. gone awry That's to mm-hmm. you know, harvest uh, uh, yeah. organs, some of the work of Michael Crichton, other MDs who mm-hmm. had left practice or, or really not practice, but chose to write about the medical field from a different perspective. Boy, that's so true. We have some great movies because of that, because made from these types of books. When, yeah. you're, when you're looking at doing all the research that you do, because I know that you have a lot of time in research and development, what countries are leading? What countries are, are, are leading this game? I mean, it could be ours, or it could be uh, whatever country. I'm, I'm not quite sure, but where, where do you look? Well, I think it depends on the products. If you're looking... Uh, for instance, a lot of the uh, electronic mm-hmm. and computer information is coming uh, from Israel. Mm-hmm. A lot of the research is based on that. Right. Uh, the Asian countries are doing a tremendous amount. Uh, we, are, we have a, a significant amount of resources being uh, devoted to R&D. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and again, it depends upon what particular area you're looking at. It's very similar to someone saying, well, what is the best hospital? Well, the best hospital for what? Um, <laughs> right. Maybe they have a wonderful cardiology section, but a terrible, uh, you know, oncology. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. each institution, each university, Depends I don't think it, it really is, is predicated on a, on a country-by-country basis. Certain countries certainly have uh, mm-hmm. predilections to go in certain directions. Um, but the U.S. certainly is at the forefront of the majority of the research. Okay, yeah. I have a question, yeah. and I, I, and please don't be offended by it. But, <laughs> What's up? But did you ever consider whether anyone would actually use this method you came up with when writing the book to actually murder someone? 
Yeah, Ooh, I thought that's a good of it. question. Yeah, <laughs> yes, of course. I, I thought of using yeah. it as that method. No, I, you know, I think that you know that was the person. I'll raise my hand. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I think that any um, any drug, any device, if used mm-hmm. improperly, becomes lethal. Right. Um, you know, you can give someone an IV fluid mm-hmm. of of water and give them too much. Right. And they will succumb to what we refer to as hyponatremia. They will die just from the dilutional effects of simply too much water. Mm-hmm. If you give so much, someone too much Tylenol, mm-hmm. it is lethal. Uh, I mean, these are right. you know commonplace things. So, uh, and I'm sure everybody's uh, under their sink. There mm-hmm. are chemicals that we use, and if used properly, are fine. If used improperly, become dangerous. So. It really isn't sure. the product itself. It's how it's used and how one mm-hmm. thinks of using mm-hmm. it. But right. in this particular case, um, yeah, right. I like sure. to think that this is very real. But, again, in a hospital environment, which is really what this book is about, mm-hmm. how, how vulnerable patients are uh, to I was someone ask you about that. with malintent, yeah. what can happen. And that's what makes it a thriller, that yeah. it is very real. Consequence of Murder is the book, by the way. Uh, Michael J. Young is the author. Um, and uh, with only a few minutes left, The Illness of Medicine, what did you want to convey to people out there when, when writing The Illness of Medicine? That was your first book? Yes. The Illness of Medicine was a, was a, was a book I wrote about my experiences in medicine as both a provider and as a patient mm-hmm. as I was trying to connect those two dots. I think many times people look at the medical industry as them mm-hmm. and the patients as us, mm-hmm. and the reality is it's, it's one circle. And the illness of medicine was my attempt to allow both sides to read about the other. Mm-hmm. And I guess the theme that the book tried to tie in that frustrated me the most in healthcare today was this corporatization, the greed, right. uh, the flow of money that was controlling medicine, mm. uh, that dictates so much of how our healthcare dollars spent, the role of, say, pharmaceutical industries, the insurance mm-hmm. industry. Um, so right. that was the intent of illness. And when I transitioned to the fictional book, Consequence of Murder, it too carries that theme of greed, mm-hmm. uh, but it was taking it to a different level, obviously. Right. Well, I mean, I think I think with with what we have or what we're looking at in the medical field, and and of course uh, we have Obamacare, which I think is pretty atrocious, and we've got all of these these things that that are still in play to a certain degree. We've got we've got a few things like this uh, still going on, and obviously Medicare for All is coming. Anything you see coming that you're that you're really have have your eye on that you're really watching that you think, ooh, this is not going to be good for our country. Well, unfortunately, the trajectory we're on is a problem. It's mm-hmm. not sustainable. And mm-hmm. so it's not so much that I fear change. It's, it's hoping that we mm-hmm. change it in the right direction. Right. And so something has to be done. Um, you know, I, I certainly would like to see uh, some form of health care for everyone, yet a private sector that everyone can have. You know, mm-hmm. everyone can choose. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost a two-tier system. And uh, I think will satisfy a lot of problems. But, you know, these are complicated issues. These are sure. complex uh, sure. ideologies of, of, the, of the problems. And mm-hmm. so 
uh, it's very difficult in several minutes to oh, yeah. Yeah. break sure. that down. But For sure. I, I, yes, I do feel that we do need to make a change because this just cannot be continue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the book's Illness of Medicine that we were just talking about, Experiences of Clinical Practice, and then also, and I, I know that one is extremely informative, Consequence of Murder is getting talked about because... I'm going to read it. I know, right? Because <laughs> it really is. I mean, it's a thriller, plus you're learning a lot about, uh, like like you said, about the other side, mm-hmm. about the other side working through this. So, uh, Dr. Young, I appreciate you coming on uh, there in uh, Chicago. Really appreciate yeah, your visit oh, to the well, show. Thank you very much. You bet. And, and uh, go ahead and get these books. You know, I'm asked a lot, uh, Dr. Young, you know, what should I be reading? What should I be reading? And man, I have a long list, but I always, I always enjoy a really good thriller too, because there, there's just something really fun about that. And then at the same time, just getting that informed is awesome. Thanks a lot, uh, Dr. Michael Young. The book is Consequence of Murder. It's his first novel and uh, quite a thriller and it's getting rave reviews. And we'll be right back on the Kate Daly Show. St. George Water Heaters understands that the worst thing to come home to is water everywhere. Their superb, well-trained courtesy technician has the proper equipment to get the job done right the very first time. With at least a 24-hour response time, your water heater's problems can be resolved. Protect your investment with a courteous, trustworthy water heater man from St. George Water Heaters. Have no fear. Water Heater Man is here with the same great rates, even if it's late. Call 772-9677 or stgeorgewaterheaters.com. Vetted by Andy's List and Home Advisor. Balance of Nature, changing the world one life at a time. Hi, my name is Landon. I work with Balance of Nature. You've heard about Balance of Nature's fruits and veggies on the radio and all the success it brings to our customers and people all over the world. We are an international company focusing on sales throughout the U.S. Many of you might not know that our headquarters in manufacturing are located right here in southern Utah, and we are looking to hire in various positions within our company. There are many opportunities for career-minded individuals as Balance in Nature continues to grow. We have a strong starting pay and additional benefits such as free product, a healthy lunch prepared daily, and Balance in Nature even provides a free health coach, a free workout trainer, and workout facility to help you stay in shape. Call us today to find out more or come to our job fair on August 14th from 4 to 7 at the Ramada Inn at the end of St. George Boulevard. We will be conducting interviews and hiring on the spot. For more information or to schedule an appointment, call 435-467-7458. Don't miss out on the active life. On St. George News Radio, 93.1 FM and 1450 AM, KZNU. Every Thursday afternoon from 530 to 6 p.m. The Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life will help you get the most out of your life. The Active Life is all about the senior community, full of motivational stories, inspiring moments, and people who add the gold to the golden years. Tune in every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. to The Active Life, right here on St. George News Radio, 93.1 FM, 1450 AM, KZNU. The Active Life is brought to you by the Huntsman World Senior Games. Hey, business owners, Suntran is having a sale on their available ad space. Right now, get 30% off bus ads starting as low as $150 a month. Suntran buses can make your business constantly visible across the city for 15 hours each day with their huge billboards displayed across their buses. Suntran has a few spaces remaining for advertising. Right now, get 30% off ad space until the spots are gone. Call Susie today for more information. 627-4074. That's 627-4074. Or visit stgbusad.com. This is Trudy Stilson with Cash Valley Bank. We value our clients for the high-quality relationships we build over time. In my experience, 
you don't build a great relationship by charging a lot of fees. That's why our services are not fee-based. We're in it for the long haul. I know a thing or two about long hauls. I've ran the St. George Marathon 18 times, and I've worked in banking in our community for 35 years. I've been able to build some great relationships across the generations. For one family I know, I helped Grandma balance the checkbook. I went to Grandpa's funeral. I opened Mom and Dad's business account and helped their daughter with an auto loan. For me, adventure isn't just about taking the big risk, but putting one foot in front of the other. Even when the path gets steep and the going gets tough. That's why I'm there every step of the way for my clients at Cash Valley Bank. Mountains await. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Have you been struggling with erectile dysfunction? Hi guys, it's Andrew with Wasatch Medical Clinic. There is now a breakthrough and long-lasting fix for erectile dysfunction that does not require medication, injections, or surgery. You heard that right, no more pills. This new treatment is called acoustic wave therapy. It utilizes an FDA-cleared device that is clinically proven to increase blood flow, exactly what you need more of if you have ED. With just a few short treatments in our clinic, you can eliminate erectile dysfunction completely. Call in the next three minutes and we'll give you the initial doctor's exam, assessment, and blood flow ultrasound totally free. That's a $300 value. Call now, 435-922-7000. That's 435-922-7000. If you have erectile dysfunction and you're sick of the pills, call Wasatch Medical Clinic right now for that free assessment. 435-922-7000. My husband and I met at a strip mall. Dance. It was a beautiful old strip mall. I had seen my husband before at a big rally at the highway on ramp. For all the men who had enlisted, he was going to war. Four years later, we married at the little convenience store downtown. When we lose a historic place, we lose a part of who we are. To learn how you can help protect places in your community, visit nationaltrust.org. History is in our hands. A message brought to you by the National Trust for Historic Preservation and the Ad Council. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Welcome back to the Kate Daly Show. Thank you to Dr. Young uh, for coming on and uh, catch that thriller, that uh, fiction, uh, Consequence of Murder. Yeah. That was interesting to use your own, the, use the device that you patented and uh-huh. put it into a murder mystery where the person's murdered by it. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, right, right there from uh, University of Chicago, where we're live. Anyway, welcome back. Uh, make sure you get over to the website, katedallyradio.com, and, uh, and, and get some balance of nature for you and your family. Make sure that you are getting this supplement. I know we were talking about the UN, and, and uh, they're wanting to control, uh, you know, how much, well, they want us to voluntarily control how much meat we eat because of well the environment climate control who knows whatever reason of the of the death that's their biggie um but 
uh, we're going to need uh, as many nutrients as we can get our hands on. And supplements are such an are going to be such an important part of your life. If they're not right now, they should be. So make sure you get over to Balance of Nature. You take a couple of those each day, and you've got so many servings, over 20 servings of fruits and vegetables. You just can't go wrong. And uh, and all the vegetables you're probably not going to eat today. So uh, get over to balanceofnature.com, put in the code Kate, and get 30% off. Um, 30% off. That is awesome, by the way. <laughs> I'm glad they're doing that. So welcome back to the show. We're going to talk a little bit about Social Security. Now, normally this topic for me has the big snooze button, right? Because it's Social Security. But you know what? It affects all of us. And the problem is, is that this security, Social Security Act, uh, 2100 Act, um, for program participants, there's a lot there that I think people need to need to understand. So advocates of this expansion have declared their intention to move the Social Security 2100 Act through the House of Representatives before August recess. Hmm. Wow. They'd love to get this through this stuff through, you know, fast. Build a wall, 30 years. This? Oh, overnight. And they, yeah. you know, when it comes to Social Security, mm-hmm. they talk about two things. What's up? How much better it's going to be for the recipients. <laughs> right. And if we don't do something, it's going to go bankrupt. We've been hearing that a long time. Yeah. Right. But this program, this mm-hmm. this this one, actually will create a huge tax increase. Oh man, huge yeah. tax increase! And they're increase. trying to—they're really trying to get this through quickly. Oh yeah, um, quickly so that nobody really weighs in on it very much. Because you know this is rather boring subject. It is, and so they think people aren't just. I think that that we feel that, or they feel that we're inundated by this. We don't. We can't get out of it, and so. The powers that be just are making all these decisions, and we just have to deal with it somehow. But really, uh, we, we need to know what's going on here. Number one, low-income workers' payroll tax burden rises 19%. Um, wow. Yeah, 19%. That's, That's fully phased in. So over the next several years, from 12.4 to 14.8 to 19. That's the low-income. Yeah, what is that's it low to the high income? Ah, okay, we're getting there. So that's low income. Okay, <laughs> just to let you guys know, we're just going to hit some of the bullets on this because this is very interesting. Um, the real inflated adjusted benefits for high income workers would be 66 percent higher by mid century. Yeah. Wow. That's uh... yeah. Most of the bill's tax increase on low-income workers will be would be spent on higher benefits for richer ones. Initial uh, Social Security benefit levels already growing faster uh, than price inflation because of that indexing mechanism in the current law. I think people need to start realizing mm-hmm. that they would be so much better off if they got to keep that Social Security know, tax and money invested. and learn how to invest it. I know. It. Or just hire some. You can come out ahead paying someone to invest your right. money for you. Oh, so this much is higher. such a loser. Yeah, and the fact that overall fact that they have to raise this, 
and the fact that they've been able to invest Social Security dollars yes. in and, 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 and do whatever whatever the heck they wanted to do with that, doesn't that tell you something? What do they go back to the worker and you're not you're not giving enough, even though they've had this long, steady stream of income from all of the investable dollars from these dollars? I just you you just can't even imagine how how big government is until you realize what they're about to do. Well, to every government, to every worker yeah. in the United States. Well, another problem with this is it will actually hurt wages mm-hmm. because the overall tax burden for payroll taxes for mm-hmm. the employer rise by over 40 mm-hmm. percent. So if the, if their payroll tax burden rises 40 percent, it's going to be a long time <laughs> before you get a raise. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And what's funny is, is, you know, they're 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 putting it out mid-century, right? 2050 yeah. for the benefits for the high income workers, you know, 60 percent higher. But just they usually do that. They usually put it pretty far out. Nobody's going to nobody's going to pay much attention right now to that, you know, and to what what that doesn't look like. <laughs> By 2050, but um, social uh, total social security payroll tax burdens rise over 40 percent, as you were just saying, Uncle Melty, and uh, and then those two uh, effects together. There's two effects together that would increase social security payroll tax burdens nationally uh, by over that 40 percent. Retirement benefits for the lowest income of workers would exceed 95 percent of their prior earnings. That sounds good. Uh huh. But if you're only making a thousand dollars a month, it yeah. isn't all yeah. that. Great. No, no. And uh, yeah, so this is anyway, Social Security payroll tax burdens for high income workers would be multiplied 2.4 times. That's okay. nice. Mm-hmm. Still a loser. Yeah. What's well, the whole program? Still a loser. Yeah. Um, and uh, errors under the bill's proposed method for measuring price inflation would cause benefit overpayments of over 10%. Um, and so mostly benefiting higher income people who live longer. Um, so there's 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 a lot attached to this. Um, uh, there's also um, beneficiaries in mid-century would spend over 37 percent of their adult lives collecting Social Security benefits. And young workers lifetime income would be reduced by more than two percent of their career earnings because of Social Security. Move. Ouch. Ouch. Thirty-seven percent of their adult lives collecting yeah. Social Security benefits. Yeah, that, that they won't let that happen. They'll just keep raising the age mm. before you can collect. Yeah, you can collect when you're ninety. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, eighty-nine maybe. They, they want right? you, they want to yeah. figure it so you get to collect mm-hmm. Social Security for a good five mm-hmm. or six years. <laughs> well, and, and really, this is really about the whole program. However they want to get in and dice it up and slice it up or make it look one way or benefit somebody, you know, however they're going to do that, the whole entire program, the whole entire program is wrong. It's wrong. It's anti-constitutional. It is. Uh, it was sold on a box of rocks. It was sold for reasons, and and um, and and the reasons we were given were not how it turned out. Well, there you go, government. It's theft. It is. It's theft, and you can't get out of it. And and we're all subject to it. And it's pretty awful when you really think about it. So. Where are all of the courageous lawmakers that we put into office that are right there to make sure that this that this goes away and that you can have your money to invest in? 
I know where they are. Mm-hmm. They're they're passing the Social Security expansion. Act. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> is that the truth, though? That yeah. is the truth. And and so it's always what has kept this down. What has kept it from not happening is the people that just put in all the money all those years think they weren't they aren't going to get it right. And so how would you how would you solve that problem? You know. So I get that there's some issues there, but man, wouldn't it be nice to see some courageous lawmakers say, we're going to put an end to this theft practice and we're going to stop doing this. And and here's our way out. Even if the game plan was 10 years, here's our way out. But we're never hearing here's the way out. We're only hearing how to make it grow. (laughs) Um, There isn't any other. All government programs work out this way. They all do. I, if anyone could even give me one program that 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 uh, was limited or um, restricted in any way or geez. worked <laughs> or worked. I mean, honestly, I know that the post office right now is facing their biggest decline um, and that and it was pretty big in 2012. And now uh, it's, it's going even farther down. Um, what's going to happen with it? Do you know postal worker mm-hmm. is is one of the least rated jobs to go into right is now? Is it really? Yep. They say Uh-oh. don't in the next ten years they say it won't exist. Well I can cert I can cert I can certainly it shouldn't see why. now. Or how, yeah. Um when we you know, and, and this isn't disparaging to, to no. the workers. I, I get it. But the entire the entire thing has gone off the rails for a long time, and we're funding it, and we shouldn't be okay with that. Private enterprise can can definitely do the job, and a lot better. And and so, the fact that we even have that. Not only that, in, but look, mm-hmm. if tomorrow mm-hmm. they turned over the first class mail business to FedEx. Mm-hmm. FedEx would have to hire a bunch of people to yeah. do it. They'd yeah. hire the postal workers. Exactly. There you go. It's a great point. That's a great point. You know, up until about 30 years ago, the postmaster was in line for the presidency. Yep. Yeah. They changed that. Wasn't that in the 80s? 80s or 90s? They changed remember. that? 80s? 70s? Anyway, they changed it. And uh, I remember doing a show on this, actually. They changed it. I think it was fourth in line. Fourth in line to be president was the postmaster. It was a very important important job um and that's where all the treaties originated from too we had the international waters you know the treaties that that enabled us to uh to to use the mail system you know um in other parts of the world and and so forth but at this at this point in america if you have a business that isn't working and we're having to fund it then i would think that you kick you you finally say sayonara I, i would think but we're just not like that I, for some reason. Are we just nostalgic? I mean, what is the, what is the deal with us? Uh, I don't know. But do you know what the Postmaster General's salary is? No. $276,000 a year. Wow. Wow. Must be a big job. Yeah. For what? Um, okay. Um, it's a new one on me. I was probably in my notes cause I did, a, I did a show on this where I talked about it. You know, when you, when you get a passport, you realize you're mailing yourself to another country, right? That's why you get a passport. People never make that connection and it always cracks me up. You're literally mailing you and your body to another country via the treaties that were made a long, long, long time ago. This is exactly why they require this, this passport so you can mail yourself there. Anyway. 1971, the Postmaster General. Is that when it was? Yeah. Okay. 1971. Was removed from succession. Yeah. Isn't that funny, though? Um, reminds me of that movie, the Kevin Costner. 
the movie about the post the office. Postman. Yeah, the postman. Yeah. That was a yeah. good movie. <laughs> anyway, um, when we come back, we'll take your calls, of course, uh, 888-673-1450. Uh, Social Security. It would be really great to uh, elect some individuals that would actually say, let's let's close this out. This is not good for the American people. And the government is able to hijack that money and with no accountability whatsoever. Zero. We, we work off of about 20% of our actual budget. The rest is called a black budget. And they hide this from the American people so that you can never know the amounts of what's spent ever. On anything, Pentagon, CIA, you name it, they all have the, the they're they're intertwined into this black budget, and and uh, this is part of it too, as far as the money that they're making on this money, and I'm uh, and the money itself too. So it's it's a it's a sad state of affairs, and we really, as the American people, demand we should be demanding better and demanding that things like this come to their come to their stop finally. Let's let's hope anyway. Be right back on the Kate Daly Show. You should invest your own money. Be in charge of your own future. Be right back. We all know that where people gather, so do germs. And it's the same with our kids. Buses, classrooms, and locker rooms are swimming with germs. Stuckey Family Pharmacy has a few tips that will help your kids avoid getting sick. First, remind your children to wash their hands with soap and water. And as a backup, put hand sanitizer in their backpacks or lunch boxes. Next, if you sneeze or cough, don't cover it with your hand. That's a fantastic way to spread germs. Use a tissue instead. And finally, backpacks are great germ carriers. Wipe and disinfect them regularly and keep tables and counters at home backpack-free zones. Now, even with all these precautions, kids will get sick. If your child wakes up sick one day, you may wonder whether it's a cold, flu, or even strep. You can find out quickly at Stuckey Family Pharmacy with their point-of-care services. You simply walk into the pharmacy, take the tests, get results in minutes, and when appropriate, get the proper prescription medications all in one stop. Learn more at StuckeyFamilyPharmacy.com. Have a safe and healthy school year from Stuckey Family Pharmacy. Voted best in Southern Utah. Hi there, Southern Utah. My name is Greg MacArthur, and I am running for St. George City Council. I'm a fifth-generation St. George native, and like all of you, I absolutely love our community. Throughout my career, I have worked hard to acquire the experience, knowledge, and connections that are required to help address our community's challenges, and I come well-prepared to serve as your St. George City Council representative. I invite you to get to know more about me and my experience, along with where I stand on the issues at my website, gregmacarthur.com. And I'm asking for your vote on your mail-in ballot or at the polls on August 13th. Paid for by the to let Greg MacArthur. Hi, I'm Dr. Plum. I recently attended a continuing education course where the presenter asked a room full of dental professionals how many of us had flossed the night before. Only about half the attendees raised their hands. I learned that knowledge may not be the best motivator. So what will motivate you to start working toward that healthy, beautiful smile? A special anniversary or a new relationship? Maybe an upcoming reunion or a child who looks to you as an example. Whatever inspires you to go to the dentist, I hope I see you at Plum Dental. Check us out at PlumDental.com. This is John mowing the lawn back and forth, back and forth. This is Mary sitting in rush hour traffic and sitting. And this is Fred. Fred's typing on his computer for a very long time. If your theater of life needs an upgrade, head to the Utah Shakespeare Festival. All nine dynamic plays of it, right next to Utah's famous national parks. The Tony Award-winning Utah Shakespeare Festival. It's the greater escape, and you know you need one. Visit bar.org for tickets. 
that AWI Networks is the best internet provider in southern Utah and they provide the best customer service? If you've thought about switching to the award-winning service and support of AWI Networks, now is a great time. Sign up right now and get your second month of service for free. What are you waiting for? Switch today at awinetworks.com. AWI, AWI. Join the thousands of patients who have benefited from the custom LASIK procedure at the Zion Eye Institute and don't miss another moment. Right now, during the Zion Eye Institute's LASIK Summer Special, save $1,000 and pages $1,495 per eye. Yes, only $1,495 per eye for custom LASIK performed by caring and experienced board-certified surgeons at Southern Utah's premier eye care center. Zion Eye features the latest technologies and a full-time on-site laser. Zion Eye's on-site laser means less cost to you and the flexibility to match your busy schedule. Call the Zion Eye Institute today for your free screening and take advantage of the limited time summer special of $14.95 per eye for custom LASIK. That's $1,000 off. The Zion Eye Institute also offers affordable and easy financing plans to help with your budget. Call today and ask about our LASIK summer special at 656-2020. That's 656-2020 or online at zioneye.com. Zion Eye Institute. Have you been struggling with erectile dysfunction? Hi guys, it's Andrew with Wasatch Medical Clinic. There is now a breakthrough and long-lasting fix for erectile dysfunction that does not require medication, injections, or surgery. You heard that right, no more pills. This new treatment is called acoustic wave therapy. It utilizes an FDA-cleared device that is clinically proven to increase blood flow, exactly what you need more of if you have ED. With just a few short treatments in our clinic, you can eliminate erectile dysfunction completely. Call in the next three minutes and we'll give you the initial doctor's exam, assessment, and blood flow ultrasound totally free. That's a $300 value. Call now, 435-922-7000. That's 435-922-7000. If you have erectile dysfunction and you're sick of the pills, call Wasatch Medical Clinic right now for that free assessment. 435-922-7000. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Hi there. Welcome back. Uh, You're listening to the Kate Daly Show. I've got Uncle Milty with me on a Tuesday. I'm glad you're listening in. Open phone lines. Uh, This segment of the show, 888-673-1450, 888-673-1450. We'll switch gears just a little bit. Um, In fact, this whole hour is switching gears a little bit. But uh, I welcome you back. Make sure you email us, Kate, at katedalyradio.com. And I love all the messages that come in. And then also Uncle Milty at katedalyradio.com. I love this story just cracked me up. This mysterious guy with a TV for a head. He puts his head in the bottom of a hollowed out TV set and then he leaves old sets, old TV sets on doorsteps. 60 homes so far. Hmm. (laughs) What kind of. Maybe he wants other people to wear TVs on their head. (laughs) What what kind of total weirdo does this? Um, He just, he does. He sets old television sets on the homes of, of nearly 60 people in Virginia in the middle of the night. And everyone's confused because really the only thing is an inconvenience. I mean, honestly, it, you have to go and take it to the dump, but, but why? 
Why? I don't know, but they better take his firearms away from him. (laughs) Jeez. That's what the left will say. Oh, good gracious. I I just, I was, I was laughing at that story because I thought, you know, no matter how bad your city is, well, you don't have somebody dropping off TVs with TVs set on their head. You know, there's always something positive to talk about. Hi, Mm. caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hey, thank you. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to tell you how much I love your show. Oh, thanks. Um, Unfortunately... I don't get to listen to it as much as I'd like to because mm. of my work schedule, sure. but I try to catch your podcast whenever I can. Excellent. And um, I was just in the car today with a customer, and I caught a little bit of Agenda 21, mm. and I've heard that before, and I was hoping you could just elaborate and tell us a little more bit more about it. Oh, you betcha. Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate the call. Agenda 21, uh, really, thank you for calling in. Uh, and great question, too. Agenda 21, wow, where do I go with this one? Because there's versions of it, too. Um, back in, I think it was 92, uh, the UN uh, sat down and, and, and declared how cities would be run and, and the direction that all of our cities across the country would, would go. And this was uh, put through by Clinton and um, in the Clinton era and, of course, by Clinton, um, worked quickly to put this in place. So it isn't like it's not out there. People can read about it. You can yep. hear, you know, they didn't keep this quiet. And this was a way to sort of um, figure out the game plan that those that really run things in the backdrop um, uh, want the cities to be like in the future uh, w- with plans that they had. And that was to get people off rural lands and into and into cities um, where people would be living in, in maybe more more cramped housing, smaller units. Um, you'd be walking, maybe not using your car as much. Uh, there were a lot of reasons that they put forth to to do this. But Actually, what it does is it, it kind of robs people of um, freedom of choice because the city's sort of um, they, they, their planning is 10, 20, 30 years out. And what they do is they they plan for you and your tax dollars to pay for a whole lot of 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 what those plans are going to entail in the future. So um, more 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 walking and 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 riding less vehicles. Vehicles mean freedom. You can jump in your yep. car and drive to New York. Okay, so it is really the 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 propaganda of 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 and and also um, not just propaganda, but actual um, policy that is set forth in cities to regulate you more. Regulate more water. Regulate the the way you live. Regulate how a city is run. Re- regulate it to death is is really what it's about. Control. And, and it's when they came up with the term sustainable development. Yes, sustainable <laughs> development and mixed lease uses yeah. on properties that the government buys in your local city or county, wherever you're listening to the show from. Um, and it has it has some cities are farther ahead than even my own. And yes. you might live in one of those. I know in California they're pretty far ahead and and they're they're starting to to wake up and realize that they didn't see this. They didn't see this, even though this was well-laid plans. Yeah, it was wide open for everybody to see. They didn't see it coming. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's based on basically the government controlling the land. Yes. And they make it out like we had to do this because, you know, the population is growing. And if we Mm -hmm. don't do something, Mm -hmm. well, the fact is that 
you know, 95% of the world's population lives on 10% of the land. Yes, yes. <laughs> There's not yep. a huge shortage of land. Yep. And then they started introducing what metropolitan city status yes. is. And metropolitan mm-hmm. city status actually gives you a direct tie to f- federal funding, right. you know, to hurry up the process. Okay, this is exactly why a lot of counties now oversee the cities. You don't you don't see a lot of cities in America, sovereign cities on their own anymore. Used to be that way. And and a lot changed in the late 50s, uh, early 60s. You saw a lot more uh, counties and Mm -hmm. counties joining together to make bigger decisions for the whole entire area. So that so that the cities kind of lost their voice a little bit more, you know. Well, sovereignty is a bad thing. Mm hmm. We well, want, we want <laughs> to to those that want to run things. Yes, yeah. to us. No, it's, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's a bad thing to sure. the globalists. Mm-hmm. Yep. But you'll see the effects of it. Uh, if all you have to do is actually look up Agenda Twenty One Explained, and you can see all of the effects of the control that cities have maintained over their populace, and you can see exactly where the money went yep. and exactly how they're doing it, and it actually identifies. So, so the UN said for around the world that water usage should be about enough for about a half a shower. Okay, <laughs> and they said that this was enough water usage when you looked at the entire world. Well, here in America. America, half a shower a day for water? Are you kidding? We use far more than that, right? We use it for food. We use it for everything. And so, but but their interpretation of what everybody should have and it should be controlled is something far different. So this is why it's not discussed a lot because it freaks people out and it should because it's pretty diabolical in its yep. in its way to control uh, cities, cities and counties. Um, also, uh, we have a lot of. AI uh, coming. Facial recognition. Facial recognition isn't exactly what they're saying that it is in 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 the way of, um, oh, this is perfect. It's like it's like uh, DNA, right? DNA testing, right? Mm. It's, it's perfect, right? No, actually, <laughs> yeah. actually, this is so funny. But it actually um, facial recognition. They just came out with this today. Software mistook one in five California lawmakers for criminals. It made no mistake at all. <laughs> One in five are criminals, <laughs> if not more. <laughs> Only one in five? Wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why I love you. Okay. Um, <laughs> that was brilliant. Um, yes. That, anyway, I'm just going to let that lie. Yeah. Um, we, have, uh, we have a lot in the way of AI uh, coming our way, and we also have... Um, this uh, we're seeing more and more AI uh, robots, AI kind of taking over. They're saying that AI is might replace baseball umpires, <laughs> might replace some of these things that we kind of consider, I don't know, institutions in America, don't we? A little bit. I, I don't think that will ever happen. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. No, because there's something about it. You know, every umpire has mm-hmm. a really distinctive way of calling a ball or a strike. Or saying you're out, mm-hmm. you know, you, AI could never do that. Right, right. Uh, humanoid headed to a space station. Headed to the space station. Uh, this looks like a. It looks like a robot, but you know, I know people are are pretty freaked out by AI, and you actually, you actually should be because AI. Um, it can replace. It can replace a, a lot of things and a lot of jobs. And yeah, I know why people are upset. Actually, I, I look at AI like this. What's that? How many things do I enjoy in life that are artificial? I don't know. Not many. <laughs> okay. Not many. Okay. Artificial is just what it means. It's mm-hmm. artificial. 
And so who wants an artificial intelligence? Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound good to me. No, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. And I know that's why people are nervous about it. But, man, I'm, I'm talking about so many articles a day that we could hit on that we actually have usually prepared every day just because there's that much going on with it. Um, and I I know that, that all of you are very aware of of the outcome of that, you know? It, it is that it's not good. It's not good. We'll just leave it there. It's not good. And and I I, I want to see less and less go to go to these kinds of things. And actually, those that are on the forefront of this have been warning about it. They've actually been warning about it and saying we're not. Yeah. You guys don't realize how bad that can get with yep. AI, not to sound the alarm of fear, but it is there. And I don't think it can be ignored. Well, the the things that could go wrong sometimes are very subtle, and mm-hmm. and pe- you know people think if you're if you think AI mm-hmm. is bad, then what you're thinking of is uh, what's that movie with Schwarzenegger and where the, the Terminator Terminator uh-huh. yeah. yeah no it doesn't have to go to the Terminator level to be a bad thing hmm. artificial intelligence is just. Yeah, and we have different levels and forms of it too. Oh, like yeah. one of one of today's headlines that we didn't talk about on the show today, we should have. Manhattan DA uh, made Google give up info on everyone in the area in hunt for Antifa, right? And this is uh, this is <laughs> we don't realize how much tech, how much tech will sell us out, and I don't I don't know that we've actually digested that yet. Because I think we think hackers come in and do some of the some of those jobs, but when when your own tech sells you out because the government calls them to do it, and the government propped them up with dollars, the government owns Google, and a lot of people don't realize that they are not a private company. I say that a lot just because we always have new listeners too. They're not private; they are owned by our government. And uh, the Manhattan District Attorney's Office admitted it. They, they demanded Google hand over account information for all the devices used in parts of the Upper East Side and uh, because they were trying to find somebody. I don't care if they're trying to find Jack the Ripper. I don't care if there's 50 Jack the Rippers on every corner. The idea that you would that you that they can do that with our technology that we all use with our phones with Google, the fact that they can do that should scare the hell out of everybody. That is, I I can't even imagine. And and so uh, reverse search warrants have been used in other parts of the country. They call this a reverse search warrant, but this is the first time this one was disclosed in New York. And unlike a traditional warrant where law enforcement actually has to request information on on a specific phone or individual, a reverse warrant allows law enforcement to target an entire neighborhood, all of your phones, and you do not get to say anything about it. Uh, they they create what they call a geofence, so it's kind of like a technology, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a map and uh, and a certain area uh, in and, that geofence. And that allows them to mm-hmm. get around the Constitution. Yes. How? Yes. <laughs> yep. They just call it a reverse search warrant. Oh one. well, and yep. rename it. Yep. They like to do that. It flips the things. flips the logic of search warrants on its head, and uh, rather than telling service providers the name or phone number of a suspect, they just get they just loop all that information. They they just drag it all in and 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 go through it. It's it's pretty sick. Yeah. This is this is pretty bad. And they finally admitted to doing this. So what how long they, has it been going on? What they've actually done mm-hmm. is made 
witch hunting part of our judicial mm-hmm. system. Yes, and they're getting away with it. Yep. We ought to ask uh, Chris Ann Hall about that. She'll love that one. Um, Yes. And investigators ended up, when they were doing this hunt, by the way, this is why it all came out, they ended up targeting the wrong people. Of course. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. I mean, maybe we should put it in California. (laughs) Get the lawmakers. (laughs) That's who's coming up on their facial ID. Um, Yeah. that's, That's pretty bad. These are the abuses we have to be really careful of. Now, this affects us a lot more than Epstein, even though Epstein's whole entire case is mm-hmm. sick. But you know yeah. what, though? The feds were trying to scramble because there was a drone that was catching the raid going on, and they didn't want that out there. Oh, no. And they were scrambling. So sometimes it works against them, too, yeah. their own their own technology. But, I'd uh, like it. Maybe a reverse uh, mm-hmm. search warrant for Congress would be good. Man, that'd be fun. <laughs> oh, man. I actually would really like that. Uh, yeah, this is we, we can't stand for this. This is the stuff that affects all of us. And it is. It's pretty dangerous. So I just wanted to mention that um, we had a couple things on the docket we didn't get to. But we'll talk more about China tomorrow. The fact that they were singing, that they were singing the Star Spangled Banner over there in Hong Kong, protesting their government and requesting a Second Amendment should tell you volumes. Anyone that you know that is okay with red flag, that is okay with any infringement on our on our Second Amendment, please, please have them watch the coverage of what's going over uh, over in Hong Kong and, and, and look and see what people clamor for. You can go into any part of the world and people are desiring what we have. Yep. They're desiring what America has, its blueprint, because this is the only bastion of freedom. If we lose this, there's nowhere to go. And they know it. I know. Thanks so much, you guys. Uh, Fun show. And uh, thanks, Uncle Milty. Mm -hmm. Be faithful. Be fearless. See you back here tomorrow. Stilson with Cash Valley Bank. We value our clients for the high quality relationships we build over time. In my experience, you don't build a great relationship by charging a lot of fees. That's why our services are not fee based. We're in it for the long haul. I know a thing or two about long hauls. I've ran the St. George Marathon 18 times and I've worked in banking in our community for 35 years. Weekday afternoons, rub shoulders with trusted voices of truth and insight. The American Mutsos Show with Eric Mutsos. The Read Hour with Lawrence W. Reed. Loving Liberty with Brian Hyde. The Liberty Effect with Ammon Bundy. And Stranger Than Fiction with Ralph DeLugas. Right here on the Loving Liberty Radio Network.